0: Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast. Preparing for success after the pandemic with Fleur Hull and Kim Karelievich.
1: Hi Kim. Hey Fleur. How are you going? Good. Good. It's um it's a nice day here in Perth today. Sunny, cool, but sunny.
0: Yeah. That's, that's good. Nice. It's um the definite change of seasons happening here in Queensland. It's raining and chilly,
1: so good. Good stuff. Mm. Always good to start with the weather. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just our usual shout out to the people who continue to keep our economy going. I uh, said thank you to the woman who called me from Centrelink the other day and thanked her for the important job she was doing under tough circumstances. She was really shocked. I was going to say, like get <laughs> <what>? a <laughs> yeah, call out. What did she say? She would have been like. No god that really means a lot to me i said i bet you get some doozy she said you have no idea i said mm. so yeah does. i still haven't got job seeker oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but i named <laughs> her for the yeah. you know what oh, they've yeah. had because i guess they've changed that you know they've removed the asset limits yeah and I think what was stopping some people before was that you know they were connected through family connections to if they had someone who ran a small business, often they have family trusts, right? Yeah, so right. Donors set those up just to distribute income from the business and whatever. And so she said, "Yeah, we're just caught up processing all of these family trust documents." It sounds awful, like it sounds like all these trust fund kids, doesn't it? uh, Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of them are just average sort of Aussie families, but the kids might be, you know, be beneficiaries or they might distribute income. Anyway, it was just an interesting aside that there's all these trust funds that they've never had to to deal with before.
0: Yeah, well, I've often thought about, my sister and I have thought about setting up a trust to pop all our super into, you know, for the self-managed super. Yes. And we were told that would be a trust. And, of course, it's a trust for your super. You're never going to see it till you retire. Yes. Um, but I can imagine in the old ways with job seeker, yeah, that would have been a trust that may have, you know, caused us some troubles. Yeah. So, yeah well, the only
1: thing I would say, my ex-husband and I had a self-managed super fund in a trust. Oh, did you? I really need to have be you know earning some serious bickies I think and we started it when we were sort of double income no kids so it was it was worthwhile. Yeah um, right but to offset how much accounting cost there is. So you've got to have an accountant. Yeah well, unless you, you've got savvy in that area because you've got to do like minutes of the board of directors and the resolve yeah. that you know wow. and all of that. And so, yeah, we had bills of several thousand a year to manage that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's something you wouldn't want to mess with, I don't think. Like by oh, yourself. no. I would never play with that sort of
1: stuff. <laughs> the other know. thing is we had shares, you know, in it, so we invested in shares. Yeah. We just got sick of getting all of the share documents. They, I mean, I, I, you know, I said just email me from now on or whatever, but they still send you all the proxy forms and the, Nomination of this and the, uh, you know, share buyback of this and it was just too hard. Like, yeah, I think you have to be really in that space to to make a go and and be yeah have a, a fair clip of, of cash coming through the door to justify the fees. So, anyway, that's just advice yeah. for a general nature. Listen, yeah, yeah, it's not financial advice. <laughs> <license. laughs> <laughs> Um anyway, what's in this episode? I thought we'd talk about just pulling in a little bit of extra cash. Absolutely. Um, so even if you're out there working in working land, rethinking things, or if you're on unemployed land, just trying to get a bit more cash through the door. Um, some ideas that are career related or involve skills development and resume building, and then there's just some others that are just pure cash. Yeah, cool. Sure. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, there's um, the first one on the list is selling your old stuff on eBay or or Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree. Yep. Well, there's some stat like every household has five thousand dollars of stuff or something, an average of five thousand dollars worth of stuff they could sell online. I reckon that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I um I've got like this really cool, like it's a Honda powered whipper snipper and all these like hardcore tools, right? Yeah. And um <laughs> I actually called my ex and said, Oh, hey, look, you've got a whole lot of tools at my house. And he's like, Oh, like what? And um <laughs> he went, you yeah, know, they're yours. <laughs> and I just said, Oh, and like they're the you know, the real you deal No, you've
1: gotten them in the settlement.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> What did I get? I've got a dog and a power tool. Um, so, yeah, but, like, you're right. Like, when I think about what's sitting on the back deck, I'm like, yeah, there's probably, like, some serious, yeah, I, it's it's that real clearing process too, isn't it, getting rid of old stuff. And, mm. hey, if you can get some money at the moment for it, that's a, I think it's a, a really good project. It's one I kind of have up on my whiteboard.
1: Yes. <laughs> It's my yes. ongoing list, like, yes. know, like old clothes, like nice brands yes, for kids exactly. that yep. were given as gifts that that I can probably put up on eBay and just a bundle of them, you know, get $15 for or $20 or something. But it's the whole process, isn't it? But, it is. you know, while we're here on uh, not, um, you know, fully employed, it's uh, it is the time to do it.
0: Totally. Absolutely. It's
1: a good yeah. idea. Um, and then if, if you're a crafty person out there or arty, you can make or craft something and sell it on Etsy, an online market for creative and, and crafty people. I love Etsy. Yeah, I love it too. It's lovely, isn't it? It is. It's beautifully um, beautifully put together. I a lot of stuff on there over the years. Um, and then there's the whole idea that we've talked about before, just setting up your own online store with Shopify. Yeah, um, and um, you know, finding a product that either coming up with something, inventing something, or um, sourcing a product on a marketplace like Alibaba or AliExpress, yes. and getting AliExpress. Something at, yeah AliExpress getting something yeah. out of China and uh, and selling it into another market. Um, it's uh, it's yeah. I think I mentioned before. It's a good time to experiment with Shopify because they've got a ninety day free plan.
0: Is that still going?
1: It is. Well, uh, I checked a couple of days ago. So mm. yeah, yeah. So if you if you've got some, I'd I'd actually sign up for it. You know, if you're close to sort of being ready to put something up. Because at the very least, even if you can just put a home page up with, with no product, at least you then you can then put your sitemap into Google Search Console and get Google starting to crawl your website. Oh, so yeah. that then when you launch, you're not waiting another two months for Google to, to see what you've got.
0: Oh, okay. Good idea. Yeah.
1: So if you've got your little ideas in the back of your mind, I would sign up.
0: Yeah, okay, good. Get your awesome. domain
1: name started and, um, and um, yeah, even just come up with your home about, you know, products page and just say products coming soon. Write right as much as you can, obviously, because yeah. then you've got some keyword rich text and or even just start blogging about the process of how you're coming up with the products you, you're thinking of selling.
0: Yeah, okay. And then what can you explain a little bit more about what you said about
1: the Google part? Yeah, so go to Google Search Console. Okay. Um, so Google it and then it'll point you in the right <laughs> direction. And what it gets you to do is type in your, once your site's launched, type in your um, URL. Yep. And then you ha- they give you a little bit of code. Yep. You can either put it in your website or you can go into your um, where you're actually hosting, into your DNS settings.
0: Okay, yep.
1: Do you know what that means?
0: Yes, I do. Yeah,
1: I thought you would, but some of the list. No,
0: no, no. No, I think it's great that you're explaining it. That's why I think it's uh, keep going because it's a great one to... You know, people know about all this kind of, oh, I've got to get it coming up in a Google search. But you're yeah. now explaining this in detail, which is fabulous. Lester. Yeah, and I'll,
1: I'll put it in more detail in the show notes okay, um, right. because, yeah, you, you you need to sort of write it down. Yeah, and then it, so it tells you what to do there yeah, and right. you just click verify and then it verifies it Yeah. and, um, and then it's, it's there. And so then it just spurts back. It says thank you and, you know, we'll, we'll crawl your site from time to time to see if there's any changes.
0: Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, see that kind of tip to you. It's probably something very straightforward because you've developed a lot of websites, but those little tips, like, like you're saying at this early stage of developing, like whatever you might be wanting to sell online is just, it's a great part of that development timeline that you know, people. Other people may not be aware of. So these are great tips to share, Fleur. So that's thank an awesome you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I um, I do recognise, yeah, how important it is to yeah. to get your um, get your site listed on Google. But the idea of, I think, you know, we wait to have everything lined up before we sign up for something, especially a subscription right. where yeah. we're timed. But I would really encourage uh, anyone who's you know who's thinking. And uh, I heard a quote from, um, what's the name of the guy? Stu McLaren. He's one of the podcasts that I listen to. It's called yeah. Marketing Your Business. And he's, um, he, his quote was, just get out of your own way.
0: Yeah, right. You know,
1: because too many people want everything perfect before they launch
0: yeah. whatever they're doing. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think good. this is one of those things where you have to get out of your own way and yeah. just get on and, and sign up. Get your URL, you know, transfer it over if you've bought one already. And um, and then, um, yeah, just have Google knowing that you're there. And then as you add product and content and especially, you know, written content that that Google can crawl easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get uh, out
0: of your it'll, it'll,
1: way. It'll be, a bit of a head start, head start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Now, that's a great quote, get out of your um, own way. And keep talking, but my sister sent me some really awesome quotes overnight.
1: Oh, okay. Um, and I'll
0: find them as you talk. I don't want to hold this up now, but yeah. I'll keep looking. And um can't remember who it was, but keep going and I'll find yeah. it and then I'll share it with you when
1: yeah. we get Yeah. You can write it up as well. Yeah, yeah. no, it's um, it just, yeah, just so many people and... Look, I have to say I'm probably more of the I'll just get started and, and iterate, a yeah, bit like this easy. podcast. Yep, for sure. Oh, <laughs> I right certainly right. didn't perfect anything before I you know, got this going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, that's a, a little tip for everyone out there. Um, so that, those ideas were all, I guess, in the category of selling stuff. The next yep. category category two is creating content and and making money that way, so blogs and podcasts really obvious um, not that I'm we're making anybody off this podcast at this stage but um, yeah, that can be a start to to grow your audience, especially if you link it to an online offering like an online course or a, a product range that links with what you're talking about in your podcast so you know, you could do your horsey podcast and then have a blog that then links to some products that you sell.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like this. I, like, I do like the, um, yeah, the podcast is kind of like the, the primary kind of content area because podcasts are so great that you can be walking driving whatever and you can always be listening to something and it directs you you know like you said like it's such a nice, it's in you know and it's something that isn't too hard to set up and um and you get to talk about things you really love and uh yeah so I think this has been a great one to set up you know so far um the COVID career um so yeah. Anyway, keep going. I do. Yeah. Like, I really like the podcast as that foundation for the content.
1: Yes, yes. I think um, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's a way to be found, and people are looking for exactly. things to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I listen to at least one podcast every day. Yeah, um, and I, I always when I go on my walks, I always listen to something business related or marketing related. Yeah, I come back just so fired up, like ready to conquer the world. I mean, and then the real world kind of takes over. I have to, you know, pick up the kids from school or something. But, um, but yeah, I come back with an idea every time, you know, or I'm out on my walk, like typing things into Evernote or whatever to remind myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
1: it's good, fantastic. Um, And then there's e-books and online courses. So, if you've, if you've got a, a talent or an interest in helping people and teaching people, um, they're, they're a good way. Ebooks are definitely, I mean, there's not huge money in them, but what they can be is a good way to get people into your sales funnel. If you've got a website and you can give away a free ebook with some yeah. tips on how to do something. People often then in the process of signing up for that, they'll give you their email and then you can use that for your email marketing. One thing that I hadn't thought of before that popped up while I was researching for this episode is selling your selling photographs. If you're you know, if you're a little bit clever with a camera, selling your photographs for stock photography sites like Alamy.
0: Okay, so I, I love this one in particular. Now, this leapt out at the page. Now, I'm not known amongst all my friends as being a photographer, but I certainly love taking photos and I enjoy photography. And I've been on that end of looking for stock photography. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's been like, okay, so I just need a group of people that are sitting around a table looking at post-it notes, but they're actually just not staring at a whiteboard. They're actually, do you know what I mean? So they limit to what that actual subject matter of a photo can be right like because everyone's always looking for something well a lot of the time very specific so i think there's so much scope in stock photography and and i haven't thought about that one either Fleur, so i think this is a great one i love this yeah film. yeah i'm sort that. of
1: um, i'm i'm definitely not um, professional level by any stretch mm. but what i i've always been someone taking photos of stuff. So even my friends at university, you know, back in those days we didn't have smartphones, but I always had my camera, my little, you know, film camera and then I think at some point a digital camera Cool. in my bag. And so when we would go out partying or whatever, I'd always be the one with the evidence. <laughs>
0: there. Oh, God, right. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: so, you know, I have got, I mean, people thank me now because they're like, wow, you know, you're the only one that documented my university years for me. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, you know, Some sometimes when I post things and in the early days of Facebook I'd post things and tag people and then you'd start seeing realizing that people were untagging themselves because they weren't you know looking their best or they uh, just you know I'm and then sure. then a couple of <laughs> our friends from uni went into to well three of them that I'm aware of yeah went into reasonably major roles in politics in yeah. public life and so that was, they were de-tagging themselves.
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um but yeah so I've, I've always taken photos and you know I've, I've sort of got the basics of of composition and but certainly yeah. that really super clever playing with light and and field of what is it field of vision field of yeah. depth of vision isn't depth it? Of vi- yeah a bit yeah
0: oh, a field of vision yeah no field of I know what
1: you mean yeah <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, and, and you're right. There's so many things you can be searching for and not get quite the right photos. So I think, awesome. yeah. Yeah. You probably only get five cents a photo or something, I don't know, or two cents. It's kind of a kick too to have your
0: photo up there for sale though. Like it's just, I, I don't know, like it's, it's one that, um, yeah, I don't know how hard, do you know how hard it is to sort of get started?
1: No, that's one I've never tried. Yeah. But I
0: think okay. I'm going to just
1: try it. Just to, um, I'm going to have a crack. Yeah, okay. Totally. Can you can you, you be the first, first to have a crack and I then i
0: lots of photos of like horses.
1: Yeah, horses exactly.
0: Walking, horses in a field, horses in a stable. Yep. Horses eating a carrot. Horses.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just gorgeous. lots of keywords. So like brown horses, speckled horses.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I was looking, okay, so just quickly on that, when I was, um, my last
1: job, Sydney, I'm just going to cough, hang on. Yeah. (coughs) Sorry, yes?
0: Yeah, and I was, we were creating like a trade village for all the horse people and when I was sort of getting some content ready, I was like, I just want a photo of kind of like a really beautiful, you know, generic market. Like I don't need it to have like clothes. It just could be a long shot. It could be a wide shot. But I, I knew the kind of beautiful marquee tents I wanted, and yep. I kind of wanted, you know, there to be greenery and stuff like that. No, could not find. I searched high and low, couldn't find it. Wow. So yeah, like I mean, that's such an absolute example of, you know, take those photos. You never know. Like it's going to someone's going to be looking for it. You don't know because they've never found it. So you know, mm-hmm. beautiful. I'm going to have a crack. That will be on my list. Good on you. Beautiful. I love it.
1: And the other one that you can do that can earn you a little income is writing for Medium. So Medium's a blogging and writing site. That's right. Um, we've talked about it before, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can get on there and and start just writing what what you know about stuff, um, and they will pay you depending upon how many people read what you've written and and how they you know respond to it. Yeah. Cool. That's another one. That's a great one, yeah. This is another one that I hadn't um, thought of, and I don't know how much opportunity there is out there. I'll have to look into it a bit more, but narrating audiobooks.
0: Yeah,
1: love that one. So, uh, something like less than 5% of, less than 3% did I read, of all books have been recorded. So you can imagine if you could be reading out book. I mean, it would take you hours, wouldn't it, though? That's the thing. But, Yeah. <laughs>
0: done voiceover stuff before too you know believe it or not yeah.
1: I no I do believe it
0: yeah and and it's kind of fun so I look I'm putting that on my list as well to be honest
1: well you should because you could put up a, a um yeah have it as a, a service you offer
0: <laughs> my stock photography and my narrating of audio all around up dot yeah
1: creating content that Pops. I don't know. Yeah. Hang on. I've got i I've got a tickly throat. Tickly, tickly, tickly throat. Oh. <coughs> it's a bit dry. A bit dry. I've got a, oh, I'm getting a reverb back here. <coughs> that was repeating back to me. I'll just make a note. Oh
0: really? I I'm not getting that, so okay,
1: all right. Yeah. Um okay. And then um Using your content to earn affiliate marketing commissions. So, <clears throat> if you're writing about something, you're blogging, or um, or even um, creating YouTube videos or whatever. We've talked about this before, but yeah, putting links to products and uh, setting up a commission structure with affiliate marketing. Uh, providers so i mean amazon's the big worldwide one yeah it's putting their products up but they don't pay they cut their commissions in half a couple of years ago 18 months ago it uh, oh, wow. so to be a lot more generous but there's one in australia called commission factory
0: yeah and a commission factory yeah
1: yeah so um they seem to have a lot more um you know, targeted options and with some not-too-bad commission rates. Uh, but you have to have an audience to get yeah. on course. So you've really got to have the, the audience sorted first. Um, and then third category is, I guess, offering services. So um, virtual assistants are a thing now where you can hire someone remotely to do your admin for you. So someone out there, if you're, you've been in an admin role and you've, you know, lost your job or you're in an admin job and you want more flexibility, you can become a virtual assistant. There's a few specialist sites and then you can also sign up on things like Fiverr or Freelancer as a virtual assistant and uh, take care of tasks for people. So it can be, yeah, um, data entry. Um, you know, managing social media accounts, um, all sorts of things companies will want you to do, like small businesses normally who can't hire someone full-time.
0: And so and would that be, so you've said Fiverr, but also like Airtasker and...
1: Yeah, 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 Airtasker, look, that can work too. Although Airtasker I've found, um, well, no. That's not quite true. Yeah, there are a lot of people doing online stuff there. I've just always used it for p- people to do things in person, like cleaning, like, handyman stuff.
0: But, get rid of all my IKEA cardboard boxes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Or, or put yeah, put together all. Did you say get rid of them? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah. I all have of to you, put them together.
0: Oh yeah, put the things together. I've never done that. Oh, have you? Yeah, but you yeah, know, you always end up with a lot of cardboard.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) but you know Ikea takes
1: it back, but anyway.
0: Oh, well, I see, I hired someone to take it back. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, anyway. Um, Fabulous. I love a virtual assistant as well. I can see a future career doing that. You can. It's all happening today. Yeah, like you're sorting out my life right now today, I think, Fleur, for me.
1: Oh. Yeah, this is going to be Are you going to become a virtual assistant or hire one?
0: Look, it could go both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could subcontract. Yes, yes. Create my own kind of pyramid scheme. Yes. <laughs> like my own, you know, what would you call it? I, I, A multi-level you know,
1: level marketing. That's it. Multi-level <laughs> marketing. <laughs> my virtual assistants.
0: Yeah. <laughs> subcontract them out. You know, it's funny. I know I'm laughing about this, but... I remember saying when I was like heavily more working in tech area, I was like, you know, there'll be a point in time where where our lives become so, you know, like our lives are now, right? People have been working remotely and it's working. So you kind of go, why are people going to stop doing what's working so well? Like, yeah, my sister and a lot of our mutual friends have been working nonstop in this remote environment, right? So that's shifting. And I actually did think at one point, you know, you could be, have your career, but you could be actually subcontracting out a lot of your tasks constantly. Well, right. a bit, like sort of the a um, business, a four-hour but... work week. Yeah, right. But Is that, that, that what that, that goes into? No, I haven't. Is that what yeah. it goes
1: into? Yeah, you should, oh, you should God, read that. Right. So oh, it talks God. about it. It's fascinating because I originally thought it was about, it would all be about, you know, setting up your own company and you yeah, outsourcing this and that and whatever. But it actually talks about even people who are in jobs. Yes. Yes. And, and oh God. Showing, totally their, showing their bosses that they so, so it gives you a strategy, which sounds oh. a little bit conniving and, and cheeky, but basically, <clears throat> you ask your boss for a trial, Yeah, of a month, one day a week, working from home. Uh-huh. I mean, this is all pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah. And what you make sure is that the day that you're working at home, or one week, or what I can't remember how how he suggests you structure it, but a period working from home, what you do is you make the day or days that you work from home your most super 250% productive days.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And then your days in the office, you take your foot off the brake a little bit. Right. So then, you build up that level of trust with your boss. I mean, I guess you've got to really <laughs> calibrate that carefully, don't
0: you? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it can't be too obvious, but you know, yeah. you you yeah create that level of trust that when you're out of the office, you're you're producing mm. good results. Mm. But yes, equally, you just you you know you have you have your team of virtual assistants around the world. Yes. <laughs> that you're paying at you know, it's, what is it, transfer pricing or whatever, Are you're paying at a lower hourly rate. Yeah. To do your work.
0: Yeah. I just, you know, like I kind of feel like, it's it's more than just oh this is for personal benefit but I just feel like the demands I don't know how employment careers employers are going to be but I it feels like there's more demands on people in work than there has been before now and I I, Mm -hmm.
1: again I was proven in terms of the amount of email checking after hours what's
0: required yeah absolutely what's required and look some, so a lot of, you know, friends who are working from home remotely, still 100% full-time employed, yeah. they're just on Zoom meetings constantly and where they're getting Zoom requests, oh, in half an hour. You know, like, yeah, so we're Zooming in half an hour or we're doing this. And, you know, like I know my sister's on Zoom meetings constantly and I said to her, if you were in, at the office, would you be requested to attend a meeting with half an hour's notice normally? And no. she's like, no absolutely, not. no, absolutely not. So, you know, like it's a very different way of working and I, I, and the, that's a lot more demand on you for your time to be literally sitting at your computer doing when stuff. If you get any so, work
1: done, if you're just meeting those, so it sounds like there's more meetings than ever.
0: Everyone is saying this, though, that they're just zoomed out, you know, like they're just yeah. zoom zoomed all over the place. But then going back to this sort of subcontracting, contracting, it's kind of like, Yeah, like some jobs, like the competitive nature to get a good job is that you can, yeah, you've got the masters in marketing, but you can also back end code and you can be a good leader. And, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know, I just feel like there's a growing demand on people's skill sets to deliver. So, look, seeking that kind of subcontracted assistance actually may become more of a, potential necessity do you know what I mean like I just I totally know what you mean yeah I just think that the way work demands have shifted and changed remarkably over the last 10 years is um is monumental so this yeah this whole four-hour work week whatever that strategy is but I actually think it almost at some point will become the norm you know that kind of way of doing stuff so it's an interesting um change we're in the middle of to see where we sit oh, in five years when we have these conversations, amazing.
1: right? I know, yeah. I know. Mm. It's gonna be anyway. it is, yeah. No, good mm. good um good call on that. I'm gonna mm, mm, mm. I'm actually gonna explore that as a as an idea, uh yeah. not for action, but actually just for thinking about and um researching. Yeah.
0: Mm, mm, mm. yeah, I think it's in. also interesting, these <laughs> other friends are like sister and other friends that I you know see regularly they're kind of like well you know this has actually been really quite successful working remotely so why would we need to go back into the office Twitter you know actually... I
1: mean Twitter's never gonna and and the other thing is that yeah. I mean, the companies are now going feeling they can reduce their real estate footprint yes you know? absolutely
0: yep yep yep
1: absolutely but That's then one, really of the, one of the one of the the cons on the flip side of this now I'm also reading about is how they're negotiating, like, workers' compensation. So uh, there was a headline the other day, like, tripped over going to the kitchen, who pays?
0: Gosh, yeah, right.
1: Yeah. yeah okay.
0: You, yeah, that is tricky,
1: yeah. isn't it? Oh, there's a whole, yeah, there's all these things to consider, but what an exciting time for us to sort of see. Um, so, so yeah, if you're a commercial landlord, like... You've got to be worried Hmm. Hmm. as all these big companies start to reduce their footprints. Exactly, it's going to be remarkable. I I really like it. Just it's kind of human, isn't it, to let people be in their own environment? You know, so long as you've got the checks and balances in place.
0: That's right. And I wonder if you know. I wonder what will happen to that commercial space that's no longer required. Would it become more? Residential, and I don't know anyway, that's a whole other real estate conversation, but um, yeah, that shift is going to be monumental, I think. And how we, yeah. how we, what does ScoMo keep saying? Not level out, what do we, what is he's level out? God, it's like snap, having back. A big, like,
1: snap back, snap back, mm. the snap back,
0: yeah, what the actual snap back will be, where we snapping back to, so yeah,
1: yeah, and um, but on that real estate, um subject Mm. as well the other thing I was reading is that you know if if, and probably when when this becomes more of a thing working from home it's going to change the nature of of people's um, house hunting absolutely think about it oh no this place's got a nice sunny little office space I can yep sit there and get my work done at home or a quiet space so I can shut this door away from the family noise to, to work?
0: Do you know what? We're, I'm doing that right now. So I've got this, in my house, it's got this kind of little nook area upstairs, so all the bedrooms and bathrooms and stuff, and then this little nook, which is kind of like the study office nook. But cleared out one bedroom this week, um, getting the walls ready and primed to paint, and that whole room is going to turn into a home office kind of workshop space. So bang, exactly what you've said in the last couple of weeks. It's like, hmm, that's a perfect actual whole room office, the whole thing. Uh So, yeah, yeah. So it became and this little nook's going to become like, you know, I don't know, the meditation retreat or something. (laughs) I'll need that. Um, Yeah, but you're right. Like the way people look at real estate is going to be, where's the home office part? You know, where's that? Like the rump, the old rumpus room. You yeah, know? <laughs> back in the day. Oh, it doesn't have a rumpus. <laughs>
1: and then there was the home <laughs> cinema.
0: Oh yeah, the entertainment room or the cinema. I mean. passed
1: that. I just yeah. No, my my home buying just I I didn't reach that level of affluence. No, no, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> or or just out of suburban McMansion. Yeah, affluence. Yeah.
0: No, no. I, I do still. um cover a breakfast nook <laughs> you yeah, know like a breakfast little breakfast nook tell me about. Nook. what is that so breakfast nook is like a part like in the kitchen where it's probably got like built in seating it's almost like a little cafe booth that it's where oh. you, it's the little breakfast nook. yeah like a little diner. Yeah like you have your own little you know it's got yeah the tables and the chair sort of benches all sort of built in to a corner yeah. or yeah you know, it could be like a little diner booth or something so yeah the the breakfast oh. look that's kind of part of the kitchen you know it's yes. yeah yeah I think it's very 70s as well but yep. I kind of like that old sort of
1: 70s architecture
0: anyway but um,
1: yeah. yeah anyway okay back on yes, to, yes. well we're nearing at the yeah. end anyway um yeah. and so um online tutoring was another one as well um so yeah. actually doing one-on-one tutoring online is probably um you know, a bit of a market for that in markets where kids are still not at school. Yeah. Um, but even once they're back, you know, doing that remotely, I think people will, it'll become another one of those things that that happens where people are more open to having their, their tutor just dial in on Zoom rather than come to yeah. the
0: class. Yeah, absolutely. We've all become um, Zoom
1: is and then you out? know I mean, really, once you're doing that one on one tutoring, you then you have to go back to sort of the the thing in the uh, creating content, so you can monetize that in a broader way, yeah, um, and turning it into online courses. That's really your goal, I think, as mm. an online tutor, yeah, So you can sell the course to any rather than just do one on one.
0: Yeah, that's a good path. Like a good, yeah, do the tutor, work out the best way to approach it. Yeah, create that content. Ooh, yeah. Good. I like that, Online course. So, mm.
1: Yeah. So that's um that's that for today. Now um we meant to discuss this at the start and we got distracted. But just a little bit of a speaking of snapback, I guess, and and mm-hmm. where the economy's at. Um an article popped up this morning um, saying that Seek, the online recruiter here in Australia, it says job ads, ads are up nearly twenty seven percent in May compared with April so far. So that That's yeah, I mean it's it, look, it's obviously I think April's the the worst. The article says that was the worst um, month they've they've ever had since they started up for job ads. So it's low base and you've got to always think of that when you're looking at these headline stats, aren't you? It's that um, um, evidence, what's the name of that subject at UTS? Evidence, Arguments and Intuition. And it was oh, all about okay. teaching students to actually explore the meaning behind the numbers they see. Oh it's yeah, an adult numeracy course that my boss championed. Um, Anyway, Um, but, yeah, so there's hospitality ads and tourism ads ballooned by 101%, sales by 97%, and admin and office support by 88%. South Australia was the strongest. Uh, They had a 36% growth, and Tasmania also over a third. New South Wales... New South Wales lagged behind, potentially reflecting a slower return to normal.
0: What, what, what's happening in South Australia? Do you think that's creating
1: that?
0: Were um, they just at a low base to start with? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, maybe, but also, um, I think just because they were they were sort of relaxing restrictions earlier, so maybe, and oh. they had such low numbers that there was a sense of. Um, confidence yeah you know, they never really lost a huge amount of confidence in the way that yeah. the i mean wa is probably a little bit the same uh, in terms of our numbers but um tasmania is good because at least yeah. that shows they weren't freaked out by the little outbreak they had in the northwest
0: yeah
1: um and employee confidence in job security was at the, the highest level so far this year Two-thirds were optimistic about their future job prospects and similarly felt felt 67% felt secure. So that's interesting. That's a really fascinating... Um, Yeah, for the first time this year too. I mean, that's not just
0: April kind of, yeah... Lag, it was, yeah, but uh, then,
1: but then it said it may change in the coming months as September approaches and the job keeper and and job seekers come to an end. Our mm. uh, mm. trades and services saw ads increase by almost half, and financial and banking was up fourteen point eight percent. Our sport mm. and recreation skyrocketed three hundred and seventeen percent.
0: Jesus, the largest,
1: yeah. So, I guess with gyms and all of that opening up, Um, Mm. insurance and superannuation plunged 21%, and mining resources and energy fell 5.5%. So, it's fascinating, isn't it? Sort of watching in real time our economy going through all of this. (sighs) Absolutely. And And I've had a couple of potential employers get back to me, or not, or, you know, people that I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, who who said? Oh yeah! Look at our business is starting to get back on board. One's in Sydney, one's in Perth, um, and you know, do some work. Yeah, that's great. It's in the health marketing space. Oh yeah, yeah. Sydney. So I think they've been actually been fine all along. In fact, yeah. they keep up with all the work they've got. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. That's good. But, yeah. That's good. No, it's it's um, it's I I think I would be a person saying I felt confident about the future, Mm. if I was in that survey.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Do you feel certainly like it
0: doesn't? Do you feel confident? Am I what? Am I?
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Look, I guess to a degree, um. Queensland's always lagged behind in terms of employment and opportunity so there's always that kind of like our baseline anyway but um I think so I think I'm also a lot more open you know I've always been interested in doing my own things and like starting up businesses and looking into things but I probably haven't been as proactive as I am now so it's kind of opened me up to other things. So that makes me feel positive, right? So I'm not coming back. You know how we think in the first episode we said, oh, who will we be after this? We're not the same people we were a couple of months ago. Yes. Who will we be? So, yeah, I definitely feel like when that September time rolls around, Mm -hmm. um, there'll be a very different version of me and my expectations about the future than there was in, you know, September 2019. So yeah I think I feel positive because it's changed me to think differently, so and that's always exciting
1: you know that's always interesting so it is. Yeah. That, yeah i I feel really fortunate that you know i i I think it's a positive thing that's what's happened it's awful what's happened, but it yeah you know it, <laughs> I do you know what you mean. Yeah, that yeah, that that the, there's definitely a silver lining in all of this, and yeah, um, I guess I'm I'm conscious of of the opportunities that I've had in my life. Yeah, me, you know, to to get a good education and those sorts of things that puts me in a position where um, I can feel confident coming out of this this crisis. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm also really conscious of people who whether it's refugees, um, you know, disadvantaged people, disabled people, um, yeah. Um, yeah, people who just haven't haven't got the wherewithal, I guess, and the the support networks that I've got to um, to help me kind of survive and then thrive and push through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Push through. Yeah. Um Look, just going back, remember I said earlier I had this quote. It's by um you probably know Mel Robbins. She's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's on Instagram. So I I like it all but all but she but she's she's sort of like once did in Coachella, like that two hour performance took eight months of work, you know, but she believed that you know, to do a good job she needed to put the time in. But anyway, Mel Robbins is sort of saying, um, basically, you know. There's no waiting around for the right moment to get started because it's never going to happen. That right moment will never arrive. No one's going to come knocking on your door going, oh, here we go. I'm here to do it for you, to help you. I'm here to, you know, um, change everything. That moment is never, ever coming. You've just got to keep going. You've got to do it yourself. And then when you feel like it's not getting anywhere, you just wake up in the morning and go, okay, one more time. Here we go. And she said, that's 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 what you've got to do. It's not a magic, the light bulb moment or the mm-hmm. moment's not right. It's never going to be right. She's very pragmatic. I really like this woman. Um, so I'll share it on Facebook. Yes, um, please. I do, re- you know, like things like, um, oh, I can't remember, I'll, I'll, I won't spend time talking about it, but um, just performers that, you know, believed in themselves when they were singing in, Venues like with one person, you know, yeah. but they were still tweeting about themselves, about how well their future prospects were looking and how they're they're working hard towards it, you know.
1: Oh, it's that um, old resilience, isn't it?
0: Just beautiful, just so cool, you know. But anyway, that was the one I, the quote I wanted
1: to share earlier. I Thank just you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll share it. It's, really it's nice so one. true. Yeah. You've just got to keep going. Um, and, and that's really hard some days because, you know, we've both talked about the tough moments. Um, hmm. Along this journey, I mean, I, in those first few weeks, I yeah, I was really, I think the enormity of it, um, the uncertainty, the lack yeah. of end date, um, yeah, and yeah, the idea that um, you know my kids might be off school for four, five, six, nine months, you that's know, right. all those things were being talked about, and and certainly, you know, that's that's how things are playing out elsewhere in the world. I mean, a, a lot of American parents. Um, won't have their kids back to school at, until September at the earliest. Mm. Uh, some universities and are doing is it Cambridge in the UK has just announced they won't do any any face to face classes next academic year.
0: Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? It's yeah. really yeah. It's um yeah. There's definitely been a lot to process and that was very difficult at the beginning I I totally agree with that um and that sort of just keep going but it was it's a very yeah she's very pragmatic yeah you know about it so it's a bit of a for me it was a good kick in the ass
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah Kim it's not a good day and tomorrow may be a worse day so you might as well just do it
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's in my life. That's a good way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we think we're on the worst yeah. day, um, but actually, yeah, exactly. it might be yeah. tomorrow.
0: Yeah, it could be really shit tomorrow. But um, anyway, Just
1: smell the roses of your crappy day today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Get over yourself. You thought today was shit. We'll wait for tomorrow. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm sure that's not how she meant it. But anyway, I'll share it. Yeah, I'll share it. relative. <laughs> It is,
1: (laughs) for sure. Awesome. It's been great to talk again, Kim. And uh, hopefully for our listeners, there's a few little uh, pockets of wisdom there. And um, yeah, look forward to speaking again next week. Fabulous.
0: I look forward to it too. And I'm going to tick a few of those awesome little things off my list. Thank you.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Catch you soon. Bye.
0: Okay. Ciao. bye. Bye. Bye.